Live and in color from the NBC News Radio Broadcasting Studios of KCAA, 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, and 106.5 FM, located in beautiful Southern California and in parallel from the Turfs Up Radio Studio in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to the Water Zone Show this evening. Welcome to the Water Zone Show. I'm Rob Starr, along with Mr. Chris Davey, and we are the hosts of the show today. And as always, we're always the host of the show. But sometimes we have guests, guest hosts, but today we're, we're here, and uh, we're talking from all over the country. Mr. Chris Davey is in California. I am in Arizona, and we have another person who will be joining us, and she is from Chico. So, uh, Chris, how you doing this? How you doing this week? And tell us about some excitement things that you and I did this week. Yeah, it was, uh, I'm doing fine. Thanks very much. I appreciate um, you asking. So very exciting uh, past week, especially the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, two events that kept us busy uh, throughout the weekend. Yeah. And uh, one of them was our featured California Water News lady. And the purveyor of Maven's Notebook, Miss Chris Austin. Chris, welcome. Hey, how you doing, guys? We're doing good, and we were very excited and happy for you. Just so you know, sincerely, um, you represent our show absolutely wonderful, and and you help make the show good. And and we're very proud that uh, you're now inducted into the Green Industry Hall of Fame. Yeah, that was a lot of fun and a great event. Fun to be out there and to meet people who actually read me. That's great. I yeah. still don't think I know anyone in my daily life that reads me. So, you know, hey, cool. <laughs> we read you. Yeah, we read you. Yeah, you do, so I get to check in. But <laughs> my husband doesn't. Oh. Well, it was great. It was great to see you on a trip. And, uh, of course, you had a couple of your family members there. and and a couple of friends or a friend there uh, to watch the procedures. And um, we enjoyed a great meal and uh, meeting some great other three uh, stalwarts that were also inducted at the same time. Yeah, and you're going to be and, and you're, and you're going to be in television in a couple of weeks. Oh Cause, dear! Because they're going to broadcast that uh, part. And I have such a face for radio. No, no, no. Perfect. No, no. no, it was great. So that was that was a good event. And then on Sunday, Chris and I, because our company, Toro, is the sponsor of the Wyland Foundation, uh, we went to a Wyland event, and it was to raise some money for their projects and things that they're doing with new uh, new vehicles. Uh, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's a 53-foot traveling uh, exhibition with a movie theater in it as well. So they're updating that with a bunch of our equipment from Toro and some others. So that's going to be exciting. But uh, Wyland was there and raised over a hundred thousand dollars that night, and um, it was it was a great evening. We saw a lot of people from water agencies and and such. And uh, Chris, how did you how did you think the the event went? I thought it was awesome. We, as you said, Rob, we saw a lot of our friends there. You know, people that we've worked with in the past, people who have been on the show as well. Um, more. I enjoyed the live painting that Wyland did. While um, I, as you, uh, as you know, I was interested in one of those pieces of art, but got outpissed <laughs> in the process. But it was just it was it was an it was an awesome evening. There was some live music. Uh, the dinner was great. Whatever crusted cod or 
I enjoyed it. And you couldn't beat the weather, right? Oh, it was beautiful. It was, out, it was an outside event, and that was great. And, you know, coming up, we, we, we're so busy because in the next, uh, next two weeks, we got an event in San Diego. And for those who were listening, uh, it's the uh, annual Irrigation Association Exhibition and Education Week, and it's going to be held down in San Diego at the Convention Center. It's the 6th through the 10th. Uh, you can still uh, make reservations to attend it. For those who are just homeowners or DIYers, uh, what's really nice, you can go there and see the latest in irrigation and lighting technology, and uh, it's really good. They also have, uh, there's going to be some ag agriculture companies who make equipment, but, you know, if you have gardens and such, if you're an avid gardener like Mr. Davey, who has a beautiful yard, both in vegetables and regular uh, plants and flowers and stuff, uh, you you learn, I mean, he he's there all the time, so he knows what's going on, but for those who don't, it's a great place to go. Uh, they they have a, a library there that you can buy books on everything irrigation, and uh, uh, they have classes you can attend, um, and you can go to different seminars. It's it's a really good place to go. And if you're a professional, it's a super super duper place because now you get to meet all the manufacturers and the people in charge of the companies, uh, the engineers, the designers. Uh, you can ask all the questions you want, and it's a great place to meet people. So, yeah. Uh, if you're looking to get uh, if you're looking to get a, a certification uh, or take some just take some education classes um, on everything uh, irrigation, that is certainly the place to be. You know, Chris. In all the years you belong to the IA as as, as myself, you're you're much longer than I have been. But what what do you think the average person? and or the professional will get out of this to make them better at what they do or want to do? Yeah, uh, I think I think the IA is kept fairly well uh, to their, uh, you know, their standard for, for the IA shows to provide a, uh, a place where all the industry folks can get together under the auspices of the Irrigation Association, uh, you know, show their, their new product, because the new product contest is probably one of the most exciting parts of the of the show. Uh, I enjoy it just seeing what other companies are doing and what, what they're bringing um, to the And the other part is just that it's really, um, you know, a, a place where everybody can go and just talk to folks that they've known in the industry for a long time, moved on, gone to other companies. Uh, it gives opportunities for folks to look at uh, engineers, and developers and inventors from the industry who bring their ideas to the IA show, uh, and of course, it's just it's just fun to be there in a place like San Diego, especially, and uh, you know, just to be with your colleagues. Absolutely. Do you, Do you know a gentleman named Carlos Michelin? He yeah. worked. Yeah, he was with Metropolitan yeah. Water in San Diego yeah. Water. Uh, he called me today. He called me again today, and uh, he's actually retired from uh, from San Diego, and he's now doing consulting with the IA. He's sort of uh, working between what Brent Meekham did and Coleman Garrison, the new guy. Oh and yeah. So he he asked me because I was I'm on the committee for the National Association of Home Builders for the Water Efficiency Task Force. So he wanted to get with me and talk about some standards and things. And I said, you know, between leads between the NAHB, between Res, you know, ResNet and all these other, it's there's a, so many different standards. Yeah. And how do you know how to choose? And maybe we should talk about the industry consolidating into one 
so it makes it simple for everybody. But those are those are things that Carlos wants to talk about and things. And he, he's agreed to come on the show in a couple of weeks to talk about that. And I think that's an interesting thing. So uh, we'll certainly be happy to have him on. Well, so any other... again, Go ahead. again, the very, you know, the IA provides, the IA show and conference, education conference provides a place for all these ideas to come together, right? I mean, I've been going to the IA show for many, many years. I don't want to discuss how many. I've served on several committees with the IA, including the uh, uh, for for the for the uh, IA show, the IA show committee itself. Just right. uh, uh, look forward to it every year. Great, yeah, me too. And uh, to remind our audience and the people who are attending, uh, we're going to be broadcasting live all day, all for all two days of the floor exhibit, and we're doing that through our partners with. Uh, Turfs Up Radio, and then we'll be using some of that. And we're also broadcasting Thursday night, so we'll have our regular show with some guests uh, there. Um, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago we had John Newland, who's the president-elect of the IA, and, and hopefully maybe they'll announce who's going to be the new executive director. I don't know if they solidified that yet. I know they said they were going to try to announce that at the show, so hopefully they got uh, somebody that we can talk to and see who this new person is going to be. So anyway... Uh, Chris, uh, Ms. Austin, we are very proud of you, as I said earlier, but uh, tell us what's going on in water in California right now. There's got to be something nasty going on. Oh, well, it's California water. There's always something going on. There's never a slow news day. Although no. I do think rolling into the holiday, I'm actually relieved that there is a little bit less in the news cycle about water, other things taking a little bit of precedence. but. You know, I guess the not so surprising news uh, this week was that, uh, you know, every month at the state water board, they come up with uh, uh, conservation numbers. They, they, well, what they do is they, it's all the water agencies in the state are required to report how much water they had to produce and deliver to the. <laughs> Sorry, I'm distracted. Uh, you know that. Uh, well, you can uh, tell the audience what you're looking at. No, no, no. We're, we're on video. <laughs> <laughs> no, not it's, fair it's, to distract it's, me. It's nothing, it's nothing bad or nothing inappropriate. No, no. It was just a funny that Chris made it, and because we're all <laughs> tied up here on a video link, so and it's nice to do that because we can see each other finally after after almost 20 months to. And uh, we can. It just makes it nicer for for all of us to communicate. But anyway, Robert, go ahead. sorry Robert. for that. I I lost my cool. But uh, but at any rate, uh, the deal is the state water board uh, collects production numbers. How much did the water agencies uh, produce and deliver to their residents and the businesses and stuff? And so you know, I guess it's not in. <laughs> It's not entirely surprising that uh, California's numbers are not great. The governor asked us all to say 15%, and while uh, some regions saved a lot, uh, a lot of other regions didn't save so much, and that's sort of the way it goes. Although I do think it's sort of hard when you say to people, try and save 15% of water that you use, you know, well, how do you do that? What's 15% and, you know, what comprises that? They actually had a survey out recently that 
you know, again, not surprisingly, found that, you know, really the average person has no idea how much water they use in a particular day. And we're just talking about the water that comes, you know, out of the sinks and faucets and shower and whatever. Uh, we're not even accounting for all the water that's embedded in all the products and things that we use. So just for the straight, you know, water numbers, people don't uh, quite understand. Uh, and actually, there's people out there that, you know, that actually don't get that you use way more water outside than you do inside. True. I don't Have know. It would seem to me that, you know, when you turn on your sprinklers, there are six showers going on in your front yard versus the one in your in your bathroom. But hey. <laughs> have you have you heard any response? I know um we 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 covered a couple of weeks ago about how Metropolitan Water was uh their their landscape people were using an absorbent amount of water, they turned the the, the timing up and and have they fix that problem because they were a big waster of water. Yeah, I mean it it was. They they did. They addressed that problem. I think it was, you know, one of those uh TV news channels sort of digging into some stuff and sort of uh, you know, kind of pointing pointing that out. Although to be clear, you know, we we're just talking about the water that they used at the landscaping at their main office in downtown LA. Right, so right, we're right. not talking about impactful water wasting. No, no. But but they're just, pretty just, much saying you could be more efficient with your landscape sure. irrigation. Sure. You know? But do, do they ever report or LAW uh, do they ever discuss or report on the water uh, uh, the uh, the underground uh, pipes when they burst and how much it do do they print or, or let anybody know how much water gets lost during those things per year? I I do not know if they are um, if they publish that information any anywhere, but I do know that about uh, three or four years ago, it was a bit of time ago. Um, it uh, came out of the drought years and the Brown administration uh, that they are setting standards for uh, water loss and distribution uh, in, in distribution systems. And they've been through a process, you know, with the state water board and with the, you know, stakeholders and everything to set up this system and to report on water loss distribution. Now, last I heard anything about that, that was about a year or two ago. So that would be, I, I ought to take make a note and go see what I can find out happened to that because it is my recollection that they actually passed legislation that required reporting and set standards for how much water you could lose. Uh, from your distribution system, and that was came out of the Brown administration's water, you know, conservation legislation. Yeah. Well, one of the cons on your own daily digest, Chris, it came out I think a couple of days ago. There was a headline that says um, California is quote unquote backsliding on water conservation. Yeah. What What does that mean? Well, that I mean, what that's saying basically yeah, is what I sort of 
Yeah, what I started out in the in the beginning saying, you know, the governor has asked for everyone to conserve fifteen percent and 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 I mean the the state government has been pushing the idea of water conservation and the drought for a while. Um LA in Southern California just sort of came on in recent months, but the dialogue has been out there uh for a while and still people are not the regular residents are not uh taking huge efforts to conserve water, at least at this point in time. Now again, you have to put this in context. What what does that really mean? Urban water use is like 10% of all the water in California um, that's developed. Agriculture is, uh, is a bigger user at uh, 40%. Um, I think then there's the environmental water. That's another big chunk. So, you know, in the big picture, how much people in the cities conserve water, that doesn't mean that extra farmland in the San Joaquin Valley is being irrigated or anything like that. I mean, the, the numbers are small in comparison, but still, it's important for everybody, you know, to save water. Uh, we haven't, we certainly can't say that in this last year, we had, you know, farmers, you know, flowing throwing water about the, the <clears throat> landscape because most of them had no surface water allocations at all. And everybody is gearing up for the possibility that this next year, there may be no water allocations. I mean, there are actually rumors that there may be no water allocations for both the state water project and the Central Valley project, which means they wouldn't be expecting any surface delivery to anybody, essentially. Um, and that's going to have, I mean, that's going to have some impact. And that's going to impact the cities because even though their water usage is small, they're going to get cut just like the farmers are getting cut. If there's no water, there's no water. And so, you know, it, it's going to be a problem. So we do really need to start trying to get the public on board. It's hard because there's so much things that vie for the attention of the public, pandemic, you know, you name it. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything's getting more expensive, supply chain problems, here come the holidays. But we we still, you know, and and we need to cultivate, I think, this idea that we need to be uh, careful and use efficient all our resources, not only water, but power, um, you know, gas, whatever, whatever it is. We really need to be more conscious and efficient with how we use all our resources, and especially water. Yeah, Chris, no, you, are you, you hearing any chatter in state government or in the, you know, the, the hallways of water agencies as we start to see some progress on Biden's infrastructure bill, especially you know, the water infrastructure? component. It looks like it's going to go through uh, Congress here in the next, you know, very shortly here. So any any chatter starting to emerge? Well, I, I was kind of under the impression he signed that bill. Yeah. And, 
And so it's a it's you know a done deal in terms of from Washington D.C. So now everyone's trying to figure out you know how how that's going to affect them and and what it's going to make available to them. I it's my understanding I haven't gotten into the nuts and bolts of it all, but it's my understanding there's quite a bit of money in there for the Colorado River and for a lot of programs. So everyone you know basically seems to be clapping their hands a little bit of money for everybody. And we really do need to pay attention to our infrastructure and we need to upgrade it all. So, Yeah, I, I just worry about that in some of these bills, they're not true, uh, what's the right word I'm looking for? True, uh, uh, I can't even think of the right term here, that that the, the, the infrastructure, the money's really gonna go to the true infrastructure instead of other other plans that they have for the money. That, uh, that you know more welfare product projects and things of that sort. Not that they're not not that those things are not important, but you know more people, more this, more that, less water. It's gonna get it's gonna get nasty down the road. Well, yeah. Although you know there are some things that we may not necessarily consider infrastructure, but they really kind of are. And in a sense, you know, increasing uh, broadband access. Uh, even in rural areas, I mean, that's actually really important because all on these farms, there are so much now uh, things utilizing the Internet, all these little transmitters on the plants and the yep. tractors and stuff. And really, rural broadband access is, a, is an issue for a lot of people like, boy, just, you know, ask the people on the Eastern Sierra. Uh, you know, so something like that is important. It does have real ramifications for water and for a lot of other things. You know, so do you do you think the state government has? I know they discuss thousands of topics and they pass hundreds of laws each year. But do you think there's a real legitimate uh, bullet list that says? This is number one priority. This is number two priority. <laughs> and so they, instead of just tossing money all over the place, do they really have a plan? Well, they, the Newsom administration has a plan. It's called the Water Resilience Portfolio. And it has about, I don't know, 100, 150, you know, different actions they can take. Uh, you know, I think the Brown administration was better in developing this targeted list. They had this California Water Action Plan, and it was 10, 10 things, right? 10 is a manageable number versus right. 150. But, yeah. you know, I, I, I will commend the Newsom administration for really taking heart to all of the above. And so they created all of the above. And I do think that they have been working in a number of areas to make progress, but there's just so much going on with, you know, groundwater management and the drought and Delta conveyance and water storage. I mean, there's just so much happening on all these different fronts that, you know, it's, it's just a lot. I, I won't be running out of business anytime soon. No, I, you know, you know, to me, it's just you, you knock off the big ones or apply your stuff to the biggest ones. You know, sometimes they, they want to get the, the low hanging fruit, which really doesn't do a whole lot. But we got we got to put our minds to fixing the infrastructure and water storage and, you know, uh, poor drinking water and, you know, all those kind of things. But 
that needs its attention, and and there's only so much money to do. Even though we're we're probably going to get some money, it may not be enough to do every little thing that they want to do. So somebody's got to select it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there's so many things buying, so many people vying for this money, right? Um, you know, we we're talking about new dams and all that stuff in California. Where are you going to put them? But there are a number of projects already, you know, like the Pacheco uh, Reservoir Expansion Project and raising some other dams and things like that. So it's not like there's, it's not like, you know, some this gun goes off, these funds become available, and we all have to think of new things. There's stuff already on the on the drawing board. And, and there's stuff moving forward in really solid ways, you know, especially in water stories. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, anything else in particular that we should be uh, careful and worried about, or we can rejoice in some good things that are happening? I think we should just rejoice for now. We have, <laughs> we're, we should hope for a wet season. I don't know if it's going to materialize. People, I think pundits will tell you it's not going to materialize, but. We should all take this opportunity to work to be as efficient as we can with our water use. Well, I'll ask you the question I ask a lot of water agency people, Chris. What, what if you were the czar of water, California, what would be your top three priorities? Oh, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, okay, let me take a stab at it. I would invite the unicorns with the rainbow horns that stream water out, I would in invite them back into the state and send them out to all the reservoirs. And then I would send the angels of Kumbaya to create collaborations between all of the other people around so that we all get together and we sing Kumbaya, but everything's easier because the unicorns have filled the reservoirs. So, you know. Very, and, very colorful. I love it. And that. then last would be free beer for everybody, right? Oh. Woo! Yeah. yeah. Free beer or White Claw. If you're not, maybe you prefer a seltzer. So <laughs> free, free seltzer or beer for all. That well, we, that would be my agenda. We we had on a show a while back uh, some company that's looking at using recycling water for their beer. And, oh, uh, they're doing that too. Yes. Yes, and in Paso Robles, they got gigantic machines that are taking water from the air and turning it into beer. Yeah. So, you know, things are happening. Well, Chris? I don't know, Chris. I, I thought that was a great answer. You know what? I'm going to tell you. Why don't you take next Thursday off? No yeah. Deal. You know what? Thank you, guys. I, I'll do that. <laughs> hey, Chris, we want you to have a very nice, you and your family have a very wonderful and safe uh Thanksgiving. And uh, just to let you know, we, we certainly appreciated being part of your honoring uh, last Saturday. And, uh, and thank you very much for being part of our show. We really appreciate that. All right. Well, thank you for the nomination and thank you for the award. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Okay. All right. We'll talk thank to you in the next uh, two weeks. <laughs> okay. All right. All right good night. We're going to take a little break and we'll be back with our featured guest. So stick around for the second half of the Water Zone. We'll be right back. This is 1050 AM KCAA Loma Linda and 106.5 FM Yucaipa.
love you. They love you not. They love you. Satisfying your customers, it's a full-time job. Want an easy way to make them happy? Try having your ornamentals delivered straight to the job site with Nursery Direct. Could save you and your clients a pretty peony. Think about it, instead of driving to the nearest nursery, picking up the order, and then driving to the job site, the crew's able to begin work right away. That cuts time and labor. Savings you can pass on to your customers, and you can get your plants delivered direct, even if you don't have a nursery branch in your area. Here's another quick tip. Keep a substitutions list on standby for every project, so your team knows what to do in case a plant isn't in stock, because there's nothing customers appreciate more than a project that finishes on time and on budget. They love you. They really love you. Aww. If you knew there was a pipe cement that works better than the one you're currently using, is better for you and the environment, and costs the same or less, would you buy it? Well, no-brainer, right? Weldon, the trusted leader in solvent cements for over 60 years, is pleased to introduce a new line of solvent cements that does all that. Introducing the Eco-Series line of solvent cements for PVC piping systems. Not only does it work great and set fast, it also has 30% lower solvent emissions and less smelly fumes, a better workplace environment when you're installing pipes. But don't just take our word for it. EcoSeries products are the only solvent cements that are Green Seal certified for environmental innovation for effective performance, improved working conditions, and for use with potable water. Now available in a medium-bodied fast-setting blue formula, 905 Eco, and a regular-bodied fast-setting clear formula, 900 Eco. Pick up a can today from your local distributor and see, smell, and feel the difference, just like Joe Sweat, president of Sunrise Irrigation, did. He said, after using Weldon's 905 Eco, we immediately noticed the application was smooth and there was noticeably less odor than other blue solvent cements on the market. The guys love it. To learn more about Eco solvent cements from Weldon, visit the website at www.weldon.com or call the Technical Service Hotline at 877-477-8327. That's 877-477-8327. K.C. A. A. All right, so welcome back to the second half of the Water Zone with uh, Chris and Rob, and I hope everybody's having a great afternoon or actually evening. Uh, I don't know, is it getting dark earlier at your place, Chris? Yeah, uh, it got dark like two hours ago, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working all day with in my little office here, and it's uh, I have all the windows shut, so I can't blinds shut, so I can't see. And I, I actually keep the blinds shut because of my uh, my little dog Socks, who comes in. And you know, when we first moved here, um, we didn't have anything on, on the windows, and every time somebody would walk by or a car would go, he'd be barking up a storm. So uh, we couldn't wait to get blinds, which took four and a half months to get the custom blinds made. They came in, and my wife and her, this is great. He's not going to be able to see out the door. Well, now he knows how to, he goes up to the blinds, and he knows how to open the slats. That's a so, smart dog. He's too smart. Yeah. Well, you know the old Italian song, Rob, when the moon hits your eye like it's 445, it's November. That's right. That's right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Hey, I didn't know you seen that. Good. You know, we, I'm going to keep can... my day job, buddy. Because okay, I'm okay. Okay. okay, okay. I know you play guitar, so I was just uh, curious if we could hire you out for some gigs. So anyway, we're going to bring on a, a lady who is the owner of a company called Hillside Planter, and her name is Colleen Talbert, 
And uh, Colleen, uh, are you on uh, with us? I am. Can you hear me okay? We yeah. can hear you great. So <laughs> we, we, had, we had met you uh, last Saturday at the uh, induction uh, uh, ceremonies for the Green Industry Hall of Fame. And, and you were talking to Chris, and, and then uh, I met with you, and you were telling me about some some product that you got into. But tell us tell us some background information. How you because you didn't do this all your life, right? This is a new thing for you. Oh, it's very new. Um, back in 2018, I was having so many issues with my hill in my backyard, and I I just out of frustration. Um, the amount of runoff and erosion I, I'd already replanted twice, and there just had to be another way. So I went to a lot of the different, uh, you know, Home Depot and all the different garden centers and um, Armstrong, and, and they just all they really could offer me was um, a jute fabric as one, and then. Uh, you know, they, they said, you know, you put up a retaining wall. I don't want yeah. a retaining wall. Yeah, they probably they probably would tell you to start doing uh, a terracing on the hill. Yeah. And do it in different layers so it comes down. And that's that's typically what they do. Or or the, the walls like you're talking about, retaining walls. That's that's sort of the typical way to do that. And so you didn't get any satisfaction out of any of those, right? I did not. And and I, I actually prefer a more natural landscape. So I really didn't want you know, all the concrete basically. And so I had to come up with something to shore up and, and stabilize the soil, but more importantly, to actually capture rain and water runoff. So you really want water getting to the roots of the plant. Well, on a hillside, it just pretty much will sheet right down the hill. So um that's where I came up with the hillside planter, and and it's just been absolutely amazing how much it helps plants um, and stabilizes the hillside. From uh, from, I'm sorry, Rob. I was going to say welcome to the show, Colleen. It's, uh, hi, hi, Chris. Great, hi, great yeah. to meet you last weekend. So, so other than you know the what, what we typically see driving around, you know, you see the uh, as you mentioned the jute, the retaining walls, the terracing, um, you know, big bales of water. The, the, yeah. uh, I, I agree with you, Colleen. That stuff is, is not attractive, right? Uh, no. And, and it doesn't fit, you know, it doesn't fit in a, in a, in a sort of a natural landscape setting, right? Uh, so I, 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 I couldn't agree with you more, 100%. So, um, so if, you, if you would continue your story. So after you after you got your disenchantment of all this stuff that was going on, what what got you kickstarted into uh, into this project? Well, so part of the issue too is um, because water wasn't getting down to the roots, I was watering more, which you know is absolutely Wait. the incorrect thing to do. Right. Exactly. So um, with with this planter. One of the best things is that even if you want to use it with a drip system, it's not going to go shooting off. It's going to capture that moisture and keep it to the plant. So even if um, whether you go for you know a regular sprinkler system or drip system, you're going to save money because you're going to be utilizing your water more efficiently. And that way, you know, homeowners all over the country can can save water. As a matter of fact, 
I actually think um, there's so much waste in, in hillsides everywhere, in, even in the cities, along highways, freeway passes. Um, there's just no way to capture the water. Can you can you give us a good description of the product? You know, this is this is radio, which is good for Rob and I because we <laughs> always say we have spaces for radio. Uh, so, <laughs> well, uh, okay, so pretty much um, description. Picture basically a half of a planter, but it it um, so it'll the front part will bury. At the front wall of the of the of your hole of where you got to put your plant. Right. So, ninety percent of the planter is actually buried in the ground, but it, it's only a half planter, so it's not going to restrict the growth of your plant. So it's really yeah. just its own little basic retaining wall for your individual plant. So it's not it's not a full pot size. It's it's just a portion of it, just the front part. <laughs> That's correct. And I have it. I have it so that um, it flares out to capture more water and funnel it to the plant itself. Yeah, it's more of a hyperbolic curve than it is a than it is a half circle. So you bury like ninety percent of it, and then you keep the lip the lip part of the top lip um, exposed on the hillside. So I'm picturing digging, uh, uh, you know, uh, you. Uh, the uh, hillside planter goes on the downside or the bottom section of that of that hole, um, just like a Correct. yeah, just like uh, like a retainer would, and then the plant goes on the uphill side of that. Correct. And what's nice is that it captures any water runoff from above, so your watering can really be cut up right. to fifty percent. Is it is it only come in one size? I mean, suppose because there's all kinds of plants you can you can put in this thing right so there's small ones there's big ones what, what happens when that do, do they have a choice of sizes or how does that work uh, use multiple so, ones yeah so the size that we have is actually good for small up to five gallons and in the future we will be going to a larger one for uh, small trees and then maybe even larger than that for larger trees because there is definitely a market for that so, but most of ninety percent of plants planted are are usually one to three, maybe five. So it pretty much covers all of them. So are they're permanent yet they're biodegradable? What what are they made out of? Well, so we have two models. We have our original is a permanent um, uh, polypropylene, um, and then we have a uh, bioresin polypropylene where that will actually biodegrade within three to five years, which is perfect for like the municipalities. It, it just gives those plants that time, you know, to, to gain root strength, you know? Mm -hmm. But then, but then you would lose the, the water capture, right? At that point. Yeah. But at the same time, um, three to five years, I, like say for reforestation in burned areas, mm -hmm. people don't really want something that's going to last, you know, a hundred years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's uh, 
you know, we just want to, we want to make sure for those who will never take them out, those will be probably the more arid areas. Um, like here in Southern California, majority of them were going to be the permanent model. Have you seen any, uh, or has there been any installations that you're aware of calling where they've used the hillside planter in multiple, um, you know, side by side to, uh, um, uh, to make a larger uh, retention? Um, I don't like the look of it personally, um, but you could, you could, I mean, you could absolutely just put them in, um, you know, in a line without, without an issue. I suppose it looks better than most types of, um, yeah, whether it's rock or, or whatever they decide or, or brick, right? On, on on the website, it looks like it's, the color is brown. Is that is that typically what you use versus a black or, a, you know, uh, it was, I think it was a dark brown. It looks like to me on the on the internet. But um, what what what, what what do they look like? Yeah, it's a it's um you know a, a medium brown color, something that will blend nicely. I like the look of them on a, on a hillside. If someone doesn't want that to be seen, it depends on the plant. It can grow over it. It still will be just as effective whether or not you see it or not. And so it doesn't really reflect on on what type of plant you want to put in. But I think it. I like the way it blends in. Maybe later on we might do other colors. I'm not sure, but I'm probably not my first priority. <laughs> so um, when people, if they're interested, is there? do they buy directly through you or do they go through some distributor or, or landscape facility or big box store? How does that work? So, um, I mean, they do sell on Amazon. Um, that's mostly for just for direct to consumers. Um, HomeDevo.com, Walmart.com. But uh, we also have like AM Leonard um, and we're soon to be in Gamblers. The, um, we, we want to uh, address and 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 connect with uh, la landscape architects. That's where we're going to do the the most. It's going to be the most beneficial. Right. And um, yeah, so we're, that's what we're really excited about. And and a lot of the municipalities. That's that's where we can really, you know, really make a difference in water consumption. Yeah. Now, you and I were talking earlier about uh, Turfs Up Radio. You were you were on that a while back, or recently? Yeah, yeah. So I, I met Darren um, at the GIE in 2019, uh -huh. and uh, and then you know he he invited me on the show, which was awesome. He's a very nice man. Yes, he um, is. He's our partner. He's a, <laughs> oh, he's, he's he's funny, funny guy. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. So we we I went on his show and we just had a, a really nice, uh, really nice time. Yeah, he's he's basically a landscaper. He started off as a landscaper, and then got into radio. And we we work with him quite a bit. He syndicates our show. I uh, think uh, they play it twice a week. Uh, I think it was, I think we got a Saturday morning and a Tuesday evening. I think. <laughs> I <have to> keep <laughs> up. So, but no, but he's he's a great guy. So, I, I guess I was going to ask. So, when you start selling these, or you are how, how long have you been selling these? When, when did you start? You, you said when you started, but you had to make up prototypes and 
Right. Yeah. I, it was so funny. I went to the National Hardware Show um, in May of of 19, and that was my very first show with my prototype. And I had the planters, um, uh, I had the mold made and, and had planters for the GIE that, that same year, which was pretty exciting. Of course, last year was a little bit of an interesting year uh, for, you know, traveling distributors. But uh, um, I think we're, we're, this year is going to be, this and next year is going to be absolutely fantastic. Are you, are because, you, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I was I was listening to your show when you had Nick on, Nick Federoff. Uh, yes. With uh, Things Green. Um, and I, I really agree with what he said about being able to have beauty, um, but just be real strategic about it. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of feel like the hillside planter kind of falls in that category. It just it gives people the opportunity now to, you know, if they have a hill that's always been a problem and they just ignore it, there's nothing they can do about it. Now they can actually plant, you know, vegetation, vegetables, beautiful. I mean, it could be absolutely beautiful if you had something like the hillside planter to actually shore it up. Well, it's 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 a very cost-effective way of, of doing it versus, you know, Retaining walls and terracing the place and 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 all that kind of stuff and and, and the time to take care of that and even if you terrace it, it with water running down it it will erode and cause some other issues so you really want to pack the, the that that hillside with with vegetation so it it gets in the roots get embedded in, and it uh, does what it's supposed to do so exactly I think that's, exactly that's, right that's a good way to do it. Are you uh, planning on? Uh, I know you went to. You said the GIE. Is there other shows that uh, you exhibit at, or do you give uh, exhibits or little little demonstrations like at a Home Depot or or Menards or an Ace Hardware store? Because I know they they regularly have uh, suppliers come in and and show their products and things of that sort and promote it. Is that something that uh, well, you have done or going to do? Or uh, I would definitely do something like that um, with. With Home Depot, I'm just on the dot com. Uh, so, I mean, hopefully and eventually, I think this is the absolute perfect product for any garden center. Um, you know, it's a do-it-yourself, simple project. And, you know, they're, I don't know, they're just the, it, you know what, it's almost too simple. I hate to say it, but <laughs> for as much as this little planter does it's it's almost too simple oh so what what are the what are these uh costs well i'll tell you okay i'm sorry go ahead question first (laughs) well it's hard when we're not in the studio together so so we were trying to chris go ahead what you were going to say sorry rob we both we struck the same chord at the exact same time i was going to ask from a you know, from a competitive standpoint uh, and from a uh, a cost feature or cost benefit standpoint, it's got to be pretty good. I mean, it's got to be better than the terracing. It's got to be better than retaining walls. It's got to be better than everything else. I can certainly see that there's that there's probably a good amount of favor in this for municipalities, public agencies, um, you know, parks and rec people who have to manage large areas of slopes. Slopes are 
hard to manage to begin with, uh, not just from a planting standpoint, but also for Rob and I in the, in the irrigation industry. Exactly. Exactly right. And and when you have the cost of of retaining walls and just the disruption of of putting something like that in, this is just a fraction of the cost. So let's say if you were to buy them on Amazon, they come in a three pack, and it's three packs for twenty nine ninety five. And, and you, is that is that for the, all the three the, the sizes that you have, or is that that's scalable? It, it, we just have the one size right now, okay. and so um, yeah. And now the the biodegradable will actually be available um, come January. Uh, we have uh, the permanent, of course. We have right. into that. Country. See, I can see. I I know Caltrans is is trying to reduce water as much as they can. Um, and they, they, I know the last couple of years they've been replacing all the polytubing uh, in the drip lines and going to PVC and then come off with spaghetti uh, tubing to do that. But I could see them doing this because of the capture uh, uh, yeah. property that you have in that. And, and I mean, if you take a look at the California freeways, there's miles and miles and miles of those. So that could <laughs> be a, that could be a, a good deal for you for that. So, well, that's our that's our market. That's our new market too. We're gonna kind of hit it on all fronts, um, and we've we've we do have bulk pricing too, of course. Um, you know, because there's just gonna be large projects, and uh, we can just make it as easy for them as possible. Yeah, so there's there's lots of organizations. You know, I'm not telling you how to do your business. There's lots of organizations like the California Landscape uh, Association and things of that sort. Uh, but I'm sure you already know about that. So uh, how do people get a hold of you? Where can they find out more about the Hillside Planter? So uh, you can go to our website, um, thehillsideplanter.com. Uh, you can contact us directly. Um, we will be uh, having on there a um, a dealer-distributor link Uh or landscapers, and um, and then people can just order directly from us too. Can they call you? Yep, sure. That Absolutely. Um, so the phone number is 805-372-1066. And um, you can always call uh, email us too at uh, hillsideplanter at gmail.com. So we we incorporated we are um, hillside solutions. Um, you do you remember Marty Gottlieb? But he was the one I I I uh, oh, yeah. accepted the award. Accepted for yes. Yeah, at the the Hall of, uh, Green Industry Hall of Fame. Yeah. So Marty and I are partners, and um, he was just very excited about this product that. He's always been one to get new products out to the market for other companies. And this is the first product that he wanted to actually be part of, which I'm just thrilled with. Great. Well, we you wish would have you loved a... yeah. well, no, we sure. you... no, I was going to say, we wish you a lot of luck and, and hopefully success, more big success on this. Sounds like a neat product. For our listeners, you, you, know now how, you now know how to get in touch with her. 
Colleen, and I think you should check that out. It might be something that uh, fits your need if you're not looking to spend tons of money to redo your hills and things, especially with times with inflation and everything else that we're experiencing. You know, and uh, you may be, you may be, you may have more home time. So uh, I know with the pandemic, uh, the irrigation business really, really uh, jumped high. Uh, there was a lot, a lot of people were staying aside from commercial and residential stuff. A lot of people were starting to do vegetable gardens and things of that sort. So there's a big up, uptick in, in equipment sales. So uh, I can see people want to do these kind of projects around the house. Yeah, well, maybe maybe Toro and uh, we can work together with Toro. <laughs> oh, I'm not in charge. I'm not in charge of products, but our marketing. I know. <laughs> our marketing team, uh, you know, Chris handles uh, products of hydraulic products, and I, I do water management and strategic technology. But uh, I'm sure our people listen to the to the show, and and uh, we'll pass the information around and see what's what. So uh, thank you. We appreciate you taking the time coming on the show. Chris, any last words? Uh, no. Call. Well, I... Very well. Great to have you on the show. I know it was a quick turnaround. Thank you very much. Yes. We oh, appreciate I appreciate it. I, I appreciate it very much for getting me on. Um, you right. guys all have a wonderful Thanksgiving, okay? You too, and be safe. Thank you. All right. Take care. All Bye. Right. Bye. 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 Well, that's pretty, that's pretty interesting, Chris. You know, the, like I said, a lot of people like to tinker around the house. They don't want, they don't have the money to go spend to do a whole terrace job and cement walls, block walls, and all that other stuff to put in. So this this could be a good uh, deal. I think it would be perfect for the uh, the highway people. For the, you know, for, um, uh, you know, yeah, I am too. I'm certainly going to work some some uh, some angles myself. So we'll see what comes out of it. But it was very interesting to hear about that. It is a unique product. It's very it's quite new. So very happy to have Colleen on the show this week. Absolutely. So we want to tell everybody next week we're off the air. We'll be, uh, Not permanently, we'll be just for Thanksgiving so we can have turkey. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right, Rob. Well, another, another great hour together, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too, sir. You, and vice versa to you and yours. And uh, the most important thing that we always have to tell our customers is please help. Keep our planet blue. Planet blue. All right. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM.